welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com podcasts. Yesterday in Dover, Delaware, Governor John Carney placed the state's first legal sports bet. I want to place a $10 bet on the Philadelphia Fighting Phils to beat the Chicago Cubs. Full-scale sports books opened at 1.30 yesterday afternoon at Delaware's three casinos just three weeks after the Supreme Court ruled that states were free to do so. Joining me is Daniel Wallach, a shareholder at Becker Law. New Jersey fought for sports betting all the way to that Supreme Court decision. How did Delaware beat it to the finish line? Uh, two reasons. New, New, New Delaware already has a sports betting infrastructure in place. Um, as a result of that federal law called PASPA, which was recently struck down, Delaware was grandfathered under that federal law and for years has run a multi-game parlay, you know, sports wagering, you know, system conducted through the state lottery. So they, so they had sports betting. You just had to bet on multiple games. So they had the infrastructure, they had the law, and then they had the operators, the casinos, the racetracks, and the risk managers like William Hill and now IGT. So they're ready to go without even making a tweak to their state legislation. So it was just simply as easy as flipping a switch. So what other states are in the race to legalize sports betting, besides New Jersey, obviously? Well, we've got five that have either passed laws or think that they have passed laws. <laughs> so we've got, we've got New You'll Jersey You'll have to explain that soon. <laughs> I'll tell you in one second, but New Jersey and Delaware are the first two, you know, that are off the map or on the map. And then West Virginia passed a uh, sports betting bill several months ago. They're going to ramp it up over the summertime, issue regulations. And, of course, Mississippi should be the third state to market. They passed a sports betting law last year, and their gaming commission uh, promulgated regulations to govern the licensing and regulation of sports betting about three weeks ago, and those will be effective on June 21st, so potentially as early as July, sports betting could take place in the state of Mississippi, uh, and, and certainly by the beginning of the NFL season. So we got one, two, three, four, and the fifth one, uh, oh yeah, is obviously Nevada. Uh, so there are going to be five to six states that are in the definite box. Now, when I say think they have passed sports legislation, I think that states such as Delaware and West Virginia that have state constitutions which only allow the lotteries to conduct, you know, I guess lottery gaming, uh, um, there may be a problem in a state like Delaware, which prohibits all forms of gambling except for lotteries operated by the state lottery, and then, of course, horse racing, which isn't relevant here. And for lotteries, you need to have a predominant amount of chance or luck, like a scratch-off ticket. Or in the case of multi-game parlay wagering, you've got to pick three out of three correctly. There's, there's more luck than skill involved in that. But when you pivot over to single-game sports wagering, it does become much more of a contest of skill. And there, there are legal opinions or advisory opinions from the attorney generals of four different states, as well as a position taken by the U.S. Department of Justice that single-game wagering is 
involves a predominant amount of skill over chance. And several attorney generals have said that sports betting does not fit within the, you know, does not fit within a lottery. So potentially, Delaware, while it has moved forward with sports betting, I think it remains somewhat vulnerable to a legal challenge. I don't know whether that will ever come to pass, but if lotteries are games of chance and sports betting is a contest of skill and the lottery and, and the state constitution only permits, you know, lotteries which are games of chance, I see a potential, you know, legal impediment. Let's talk about online now. It's still in-person betting in Delaware, although the state's secretary of finance said they're discussing an app that would allow gamblers to make bets over the phone if they're physically present in Delaware. Do other states intend to have betting outside casinos and particularly online? Yeah, many states or most of the states that have introduced bills have an online or mobile component. I, I think uh, state lawmakers recognize that the, there's a sound public policy in trying to eliminate the black market and migrate as much of the betting from illegal black markets to legal regulated markets. And really the only effective way to accomplish that is through online sports betting because to require um, a consumer to drive 30 or 40 miles to a racetrack is really not the most effective way of eliminating the black market. So to the extent um, that there's a will, a political will in those states, uh, you're seeing states like New Jersey, uh, West Virginia, uh, and the vast majority of states, even New York, that have a strong online and mobile component. The only limitation is that uh, because of the Federal Wire Act, the, 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 the online betting has to take place completely within the state. So you need to be physically present in New York to bet through a, you know, a, a mobile app, you know, issued through a casino or a racetrack. So I think mobile and online uh, exists in the vast preponderance of the up to 20, you know, different state bills that are out there. Mississippi, on the other hand, uh, is a land-based uh, environment only. And even in those states that allow or will allow online or mobile betting, they have to be tied to an existing land-based casino or racetrack. So, you know, in, in New Jersey, the casinos can have online partners, but those partners can't exist in a vacuum. They have to be partners with the land-based casinos and racetracks. So far, so far, Dan, no state law has what's called or so-called integrity fee attached, which is a percentage of money that the leagues want. Will that become an issue? Do the leagues have any leverage here? Well, they have leverage in several respects. Uh, one, they are a significant player uh, from a lobbying perspective, and in any state that is considering legislation that the leagues are, st- are staunchly opposed to, uh, that will greatly diminish the likelihood of a bill being signed into law. I mean, gambling bills are, are, are very steep climbs anyway because of all the competing interests among stakeholders. But uh, I have yet to see, besides New Jersey and West Virginia, any legislation passed over the objection of the sports leagues. And New Jersey's not there yet. The governor, first of all, the two chambers haven't formally approved the, the, the bill. And Governor Murphy may delay in signing it. And of course, with West Virginia, the, late, the leagues were a little bit late to the negotiating table. But not so in all of the other states that are in play. In New York, Connecticut, Kansas, and Indiana, uh, several of the introductory bills did include an integrity fee. So I think that battle plays out state to state to state. The leagues may win a few, they may lose a few, but the ultimate casualty, I believe, will be bills not passing. And given the competing interests and the difficulties in overriding uh, the objections of key stakeholders, I think we're going to end up with fewer states passing laws than the double digits that many had anticipated earlier in the year. I think we're seeing that I would expect to see no more than five to seven states have legal sports betting by the end of 2008. 
2018. So we have about a minute here. There are so many questions here. But so is gambling going to help the states collect revenue or not? Because there are some studies that say that it's really not going to help that much or it may take away from other kinds of consumer spending. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. The casino and the horse racing industries can, can, you know, can, could use the, uh, I guess, the extra visitation to their properties. If you offer legal sports betting, I, I think there, there will certainly be direct tax revenues associated with the gambling on the sporting events. But there are thousands, hundreds and thousands of people who are going to start visiting casinos and racetracks to play their bets. All right. We've got to end it there. Sorry, Dan. We'll pick up with this another time. That's Daniel Wallach of Becker Law. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcast. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. Bloomberg.